Okay. Hi, welcome back to Alicia's Playground. My name's Bree. And I'm Tori, as usual. <laughs> as usual. And I actually have a lot for y'all today. So y'all might get a little bored. I hope not. I found it very interesting while I was doing my research. Okay. Okay. So I kind of started out big and then I narrowed it and then I broadened it some more because I just got stuck in a research hole. Oh my goodness. So I'm I'm doing the topic of voodoo kings today. So does that mean you're doing multiple people and not just one? Right. I'm doing two. Okay. The people that I believe have had the most impact on voodoo male wise. Okay. That's good. Like, okay. Okay, so the first one is Dr. John, or Bayou John, or Prince John. Um, And just to give you a little bit more fact of, like, voodoo kings are normally, like, healers um, of things that are caused by witchcraft. I mean, by witchcraft. And so they're, like, faith, faith healers in a way. And that's what Dr. John mainly was in his life. Uh, he was born in Senegal, but he was kidnapped and enslaved in America and by the late 1800s, he was in New Orleans and became a prominent voodoo king. Uh, he mainly focused on the aspects of voodoo and, like, the medicine of it all. Um, and his healing abilities became re- renowned, like everyone came to him to heal them. There is actually a report of him having the ability to resuscitate a patient who was on the verge of death. And so this was, you know, late 1800s. So this is the earliest account of reanimation in New Orleans, which kind of helped with the uh, myth of there being zombies in New Orleans. (laughs) So Dr. John is thought to be the father of New Orleans voodoo because he brought all of his knowledge from Senegal because Africa has very... Mm-hmm. much voodoo ingrained in their culture and so he brought all that knowledge over to america when he was enslaved and he actually became a very powerful man in new orleans and so you know that was very i would think it'd be very empowering for him and everyone loved him Evidently, he's a very likable man and to this day he's still known as the father of new orleans voodoo and now we're going to take it a bit more recently, okay. like ni- like 1900s, with this man called Frank Staten. Um, he was born in Haiti, but he moved to New Orleans with his grandparents. His grandfather was actually a practicing Baptist minister. But his grandfather told him that he was actually of royal African descent and had supernatural abilities. Damn. And I know, right? Imagine and, being told that you were like normal one day and then the next day, bow. There you go. I mean, I feel like that's what happens with all of us. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, and so keep in mind, this is like 1931 was when he was born. Okay. Um, they didn't have an exact date from when he moved to New Orleans with his grandparents. But um, after he found out he was of Af- royal African descent, he started calling himself, I'm going to butcher this, Prince 
Kiana Ki Kim K E apostrophe E Y A M A Kiame 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 Yeah Yeah And so a different Papa John Bayou taught him taught Staten slash Prince the hate like Haitian voodoo and soon Staten became Papa Midnight and in the 1970s he settles back into New Orleans and he adopts this persona called the chicken man and that's what all the locals called him was the chicken man he started performing in nightclubs and expressing his strong connection to God and to voodoo and how he did this is was dancing with magic and why he was called the chicken man biting the heads off of live chickens and drinking their blood what the hell he was like the black version of Ozzy Osbourne with the doves <laughs> <laughs> and so this yes gathered millions of people to watch you know, I mean, well, not millions, but thousands of people to watch because he was such an excellent showman. But, um, you know, the people in New Orleans who practice voodoo just saw him as that, just saw him as a show person. Mm -hmm. But in 1998, he mysteriously died. So he would have been 57? I think something something like that. He'd be in his late fifties. Yeah, I mean it could be a number of things. So. Mm-hmm. Huh. So that are the voodoo kings of New Orleans. And you warned us that that was going to take forever, and that only literally took about five minutes. Okay, well I feel like it was going to take forever, but I talked really fast, and you didn't really input so. My man. I just think that it was really interesting, especially the chicken man. Yeah, he is definitely a performer. I mean, not to discount his magical abilities, but he was definitely much performer. And I feel like Dr. John was much more reserved in his magic. Well, maybe not in his magic, but definitely in his personality. Okay. Um, I'm gonna... Oh, I hope that wasn't like that the whole episode. What? I just looked down, and I unmuted my mic before we started, and I looked down, and my mic was muted again. So I don't know. I mean, I didn't really put any input in anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but... Do you want to re-record and I can take my time? Nah, it's fine because the person I have is really short, but it's my turn to do an herb, so the herb Mm -hmm. itself is really long. Okay. Okay, and I'm sorry that you can hear my mother yelling at my brother. (laughs) 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 Alright, so you don't know really any of the Norse gods and goddesses right no not really okay well much like you did a twofer today i'm kind of doing a twofer today as well okay yes so that's why i said you're gonna be shook i am shook 
I'm shooketh. <laughs> so this week we are learning about Forseti. Um, he is a Norse oh. god, and mm-hmm. he is mainly the god of justice. So a little backstory on him is he is the son of the god Baldr, and it's really confusing the way they worded it. I'm not sure if his mother was Nana or if Baldr's mother was Nana and Baldr and Nana had a son together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the way they worded it, it made it sound like Baldr's mom and him had a son together. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Those gods are at it again? Huh? I said those gods are at it again. Right? Jesus. So, um, he rules over the, I'm going to butcher this, Glitner? G-L-I-T-N-I-R? Glitner? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the way they describe this place is it has pillars of red gold and its roof is inlaid with silver. Okay. It's, so I'm. I think so it's gaudy as hell. It's gaudy as hell, and I think honestly, if you translate it from, I think Scandinavian or Celtic or whatever this is, if you translate it, it literally turn it. Well, I can't talk. It literally transcribes into the place that glitters. Mm-hmm. So I mean, okay, it, it makes sense. I love glitter, so hell yeah. Me too. So, (laughs) (laughs) this place that he ruled over served as the court of justice, and Mm -hmm. it is also where all the legal disputes were settled. Mm -hmm. So, a little backstory on Forseti is that he actually is one of the only gods that really didn't fight. He never fought in wars like he never wanted to. Okay. Yeah, it was really weird. And so basically the way I look at him is he was the judge. Like he would solve okay. the legal problems and put his input in. Like, like what's coming to my mind, I can't think of her name, but like the the lady that holds the like balance things and she has like a blindfold over her eyes in court like that's on the walls of the court and stuff like that you know uh, what i'm talking yeah, yeah yeah i know what you're talking about i don't know i don't know her name though but that but that's lady what's coming justice. to my mind right now yes lady justice is coming to my mind right now that would make sense mm-hmm. but even though this is a dude yeah seriously um the funny thing of him, though, is the only way that you can get his decision on a matter mm-hmm. is if you ask him if he meditates with um, gods or if he meditates with humans or if he meditates with gods and humans. He won't just, like, go meditate by himself and, like, mm-hmm. get back to you and give you the input. Like, he literally needs you to sit right there with him and basically hold his hand so he can get the input. Okay, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. And here's the reason why I said you're basically getting a twofer. It's because mm-hmm. he is majority compared with Teutonic God Foresight, which mm-hmm. was worshipped on Hegoland, which is a small island in the North Sea. Okay, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. So, in synopsis, Versetti was basically the judge of Glitner, and he told you if you were right or if you were wrong, or if you won the war or you didn't win the war. Okay. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like justice. I do too. I like the fact that he never like fought in the war, that he was only the judge of it all. So he's very unbiased, I feel like. Yeah, a lot of people would think he was a coward. Fair enough, especially in that culture. If you didn't fight, you were. Right. Okay, so what is my herb of the day? Well, your herb of the day is actually, I believe, a flower. Okay. Yes. It has... I like flowers. Does mm-hmm. it smell good? Apparently it does. And I'll okay. tell you why. Tell me why. So, this plant has 14, well, 15 names in total. Jesus, okay. Without the scientific name. Mm-hmm. So, its main name that I pulled it up as is Kinkufoil. Thank you for okay. It. Okay. Um, some of the other names also include five finger grass, tormentilla, tormentia, tormentia. Okay. That's cute. Um, <laughs> bloodroot, silverweed, and my favorite, witch's weed. Okay. <laughs> what does it do? Why should I use it? Okay. I was getting married. That give me a little bit. So, <laughs> the way it looks is it's an all-purpose magical herb, and it has, mm-hmm. when you look at it, it has five points similar to the pentagram or to a regular star, really. Mm-hmm. And each point represents a different thing. So, um, it can represent love, money, health, power, and wisdom. So, you can really mm-hmm. see how it's an all-purpose herb. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it is. And you are very much going to appreciate this because I picked okay. it with you in mind. Aww. Yes. And it ties off with what you were talking about today so freaking well. Okay. We do that. All the time. Once again, we don't tell each other what we're doing. We just, we sit down, we record, and we talk. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. So it stimulates memory, eloquence, and self-confidence. Um, mm-hmm. You can carry it, burn it, or wear it to possess these traits. It's used in business and house blessings, used in spells to bring protection to your friend or loved one taking a trip. And the last two parts are really what ties it to you. But before mm-hmm. we get to that, I have one more thing that kind of ties it to uh-huh. both of us. Um, mm-hmm. you can burn it as an incense during divination to bring dreams of one intended mate. Oh, yeah. And I only so say, cute. huh? I said so cute. Right. And I only say it intends to both of us because, uh, you're Miss Aphrodite over there that can't do love spells. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I had to pull that one up. <laughs> Dude. Here we go into your hoodoo lifestyle. Okay. Okay. Hit me with it. Yes. 
You can wrap it in red flannel and hang over the bed to ward off dark spirits at night. Hell and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's your favorite ingredient of them all. Eggs. Okay. Oh, I love eggs. <laughs> you can fill an empty <laughs> eggshell and keep it in the home for powerful protection against evil forces. I like that. I thought you would. I do like that. So it kind of sounds like you need to... You need to I need some, yeah. I'll see where we can buy it. Okay, thank you. Okay. So I feel like All because right. we both rushed through a lot of these things, mm-hmm. I feel like we should pick something from the bag just to fill the rest of the time. Okay, that's fine by me. Okay. I don't know why I was rushing so much. I just feel like I was going to take forever with it. And then, like, I was done in five minutes. I was like, what? Yeah, I think you were, like, so psyching yourself up. And then Uh when you finished, you're like, oh, I just did that. (laughs) Yeah, I just did that. Whoops. Right. So hopefully this topic is not one that we can ramble on and on and on about. Hopefully. It's actually not. It's a perfect one for, like, a a quick five-minute or six-minute conversation. Okay. So, what is it? What is your favorite witchy holiday? Yule. Why? Even though Hoodoo doesn't really practice Yule, I like it. Because, I mean, I like burning the Yule log. I like the incense associated with it. Um, I like apple cider. I love looking into the future. I mean, like, looking to the future and, like, getting rid of all the, you know, shit that's been bogging me down for the past year. And I just, like, letting go and looking forward. And just, I feel like Yule's a very happy holiday. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I like it so much. Could it also be because your grandmother's house is literally full of Santa Claus? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you have no idea. When you step into her grandmother's house, it's literally Santa Claus pictures and figurines and everything everywhere, no matter what time of year. No matter what time of year they stay up 24-7, it's kind of weird. It is. But I think it's also the trees associated with you will yeah. I mean, literally have an error ever, ever. I keep, I say this every episode. You do. Literally have a fucking evergreen tattooed on my body. And it's just, it's just everything associated with you I like. I mean, how I think our, um, our logo has a tree in it. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> right so yeah i just i mean i just feel like it's happy it brings a lot of people together and i love the magic associated with it i agree what is your favorite yeah my favorite is i'm gonna sound very very cliche i i knew you were gonna say it i knew it i knew it i knew it i knew it my favorite is Samhain. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Only, okay, and it's more so nowadays than it used to be. Like, I used to be when I was a kid. Like, it was Halloween. It was my dad's birthday. And 
mm-hmm. would go out trick or treating and stuff. But now that I've discovered that, you know, I'm a witch. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> it just it means so much more to me. Like I can feel more of a connection with the spirit realm that night than I do any other night of the world. And mm-hmm. I I hate the color orange. Absolutely freaking hate it. Mm-hmm. But the fact mm-hmm. that you can literally walk around and be who you want to be without people taking misconnotations to it or taking a, you know offense to it, it just m- makes it magical to me. And I feel like mm-hmm. it, it brings us back to like when you're watching Halloween Town and the monsters and the ghouls and stuff are you know in the school gym as what they are and it's mm-hmm. just i don't know i just i feel more magical on that day of the year than anywhere else i feel that because i feel more magical during the time of yule than any other time of the year so i get it yeah who knows All right. who knows but yeah thank y'all for listening again as usual my name is Bree. And I'm Tori. And thanks for listening again. Bye. Bye.